Who do you think? Every patch of grass has the potential to become a skyscraper. All it needs is to be under construction. Welcome back to yet another epic episode of Under Construction SA. I'm your host, Tomotomani, and today I'm not alone. I have pastors, Pastor Tabiso and Pastor Akim Lungu. And today they're going to be talking all about the call of God. We're going to go into why are they pastors, how did they find out about their calling, and we're also going to give them a, a chance and a platform to encourage people who want to go into this thing that they're in, which is pastoring. Uh, gentlemen, how are you guys doing? How are you, Tavison? How are you, Akim? Uh, no, I'm super fine. I'm actually uh, wonderful. I literally got into the house now, coming from delivering uh, our youth to their homes. I just literally got here about five minutes ago. Uh, God is good. God is doing a wonderful work. I'm absolutely awesome, man. Wow, you, you're already at work, you can see, man. These are pastors, he just came back now. And we are recording this at half past 10, you know, and it's a Friday evening and this guy said he just came back. So these are people who are really dedicated to the call of God. Akim, how is your day? How are you doing? Hey, it's awesome to be here. Um, loving you and uh, thank you. It's such an honor to be here on Under Construction. Thank you. Um, for having me here, it's all to the grace and the glory of God. Correction to every viewer, I'm not a pastor yet. Um, and unlike my brother Tabiso, who just came from being people, I just finished a meal. But uh, <laughs> I'm here with you all. Bless you uh, by the grace of God. And um, also learn from what other people have experienced. So thank you so much. Let's get this started. Wow, wow. Thank you, Akim. <laughs> it was very, very funny that you said you, you just had a meal. But for those of, of, of you who are joining us for the first time today, I just want you to do us one favor. There's a subscription button down there. Please click on the subscription button. Please like, please share with everyone that you know and let them know about Under Construction. If you don't know what Under Construction is about, we profile and sit down with young people who are still on the come up, who are still on the rise from different industries. And today, like I said, we are sitting with ministers, servants of God, Tabiso and Akim. Um, gentlemen, I just want to go straight into it. I want you to tell Tabiso, we can start off with you. Tell us a little bit about your background, where you're from, how you grew up, so that people can understand who you are. And then Akim will follow you. All right. Uh, so like my friend uh, Tuso has already said, my name is Tabiso Lamini. Uh, basically, I grew up in a small little town in KZN, South Africa. Um, I grew up in and my town, hometown, is called Harding. A very wonderful place, quite small. Uh, we grew up, my dad was a cop. My mom was studying back in the day. Uh, my dad passed away when I was just 12, my twin brother and I. My younger brother at the time was uh, seven years old. We literally lost everything over the years. Um, we started regaining everything that we have up until today from 2012. And God has been good. Uh, we were just looking at the goodness of God over the uh, past nine years and how far we have come and looking at the faithfulness of God. And I absolutely believe if God can do it through my life, he can definitely do it to anyone else. And um, the day I received a call where I knew I was calling to full-time ministry was back in 2013. 
uh, I just received the vision from God that actually said, hey, look, uh, you are called in full-time ministry. And ever since I've never looked back, I'm pursuing ministry. Um, I, I'm sorry to interrupt there. I just wanted to ask you something actually. It's that um, you say you've, 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 you've seen the goodness of God. How are you sure? How can you say, okay, this is God who did this? What, what, how can you describe? How, how can you, like, that's what I'm, I'm hey, flipping here. Yeah, I made a mistake. <laughs> We're going to have to cut out this, this part. But how, what, I'm, what I'm trying to ask is, um, what makes you say that you've seen the goodness of God? What, what are the things that you can point to that, that are evidence to show that this is God and this is not a UP? Uh, well, basically, um, as an African person, uh, we've been exposed to our African traditional culture before I was born again, and we literally tried everything to get our lives on track. Uh, the day our lives started getting back on track was the day we actually said we accept, uh, we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. My mom and I were actually uh, born again at the same time on the same month it was back in 2008 and like seeing the change from then onwards that we've been trying by other means and other uh, routes and we didn't receive it and as soon as we accepted Jesus Christ we started seeing immediate change we couldn't sleep at night because we were being pressed but now suddenly uh, Jesus Christ set us free it was only him who could do that because we had tried literally everything else so that's how I knew for sure, for sure, that it was God who was working all things for our good. Wow, that's, that's, that, that's really amazing. Um, Mr. Kim, introduce yourself. Yes, and let, let, uh, by the way, uh, Akim is from Zambia, guys. So we have international people here on under construction. <laughs> Praise God. Well, um, mm, where to start from? Uh, Okay, well, I grew up, obviously, born and bred here, right, in Zambia, in Lusaka, which is the capital of um, Zambia. And I would say that I grew up with, not I would say, um, I grew up with just my mother. Uh, my father hasn't been in my life. I've got um, three, two, two siblings, um, and uh, which are brothers and sisters as well. Um, I've got such an extended family because there's a lot of story behind each and every one of us. So that's a different story for another time. But um, I can say I've I've always been drawn to the things of God by, by his grace. When I was young, I would find my, my aunts pulling me to conferences and crusades at certain places back in the day when those things were such a hype. So um, I've come from that background of people who really believed and trusted in God but I can honestly say that there are things that have happened in my life um, to me personally that can only attest to things that are higher than man, things that um, cannot be explained by even science. 
um, and my health as well, and the journey that God has taken me through that is what has also amplified my faith, belief, and falling in following him. So that's what I can say briefly about who I am, how all this has steered me to him. But all I can say in summary, that is that I believe that we were separated from our mother's wombs even before we were given life. God already knew that this is what we're destined to do. So we are just living a prophesied life by grace. Amen. So, so um, we give God all the glory because it's him who orchestrates our steps. Wow, wow. Okay. Thank you. Thank you guys for sharing. I'm sorry I can't say that. I'm sorry I can't say that I've seen angels or there was light when I was born. <laughs> but um, that's what I have. Akim, <laughs> hey, she caught me off guard. But guys, one of the stories, I really, really enjoyed you telling your stories. And are uh, you speaking about God? And I'm sure it's going to draw a lot of people to God as we get deeper and deeper into this conversation. Yeah, um, yeah. I think, why did you choose pastoring? If anyone were to ask you, why did you choose this specific road? Well, to say I chose pastoring would be negative in a sense. I didn't choose a title. I chose a life. So I said before you, death and life, as Jesus said. So I chose a life to walk with him. Everybody has that option in life, whether you want to walk this way or walk that way. Now, it doesn't mean everybody that comes to choose life goes into the fivefold. Yeah. Whether you be a pastor or apostle, prophet, you can choose life with Christ and be effective as a politician, as a banker, all that because God needs to be in those spaces. But why I chose that is because, like I said, it's what, it was like a magnet. I was just drawn to it. I loved music. I loved movies. But even in me placing myself into such things, I was always thinking about how can we use this to portray God? So as I grew and as I matured by, by the teachings that are given by uh, different people that God brings to you and ultimately the Holy Spirit, it brought me to a definitive point that makes me realize that I've been called by God and that's what I need to do. So that's how I can say I came about this direction. It's not because I was chasing a title. And unfortunately, what has gone on in, I would say most of my generation, because I haven't been in the other generations. People chase the title and call it a calling when it's not that. You should chase a life 
yeah. and make it a fashion and style clothing. So, so that's wow, wow, that's that's really amazing to hear. For you, Taviso. Uh, well, me, um, also very similar to Akim. Uh, when it comes to the calling, it's uh, not something where you basically say it's what I choose to do. Yeah. Uh, it's what you feel the Holy Spirit leading you to do. And I guess one of the things that actually drew me to full-time ministry was my passion for people mm. and my passion for people to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, which is one of the most outmost things. Um, I think the, the greatest gift that we have all received uh, as Christians is the gift of salvation. And so that desire and the satisfaction that we receive every single time a person says, Lord Jesus Christ, I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. There, there is nothing that fulfill that in my own personal heart. So it was the passion for seeing change in the lives of the people, not only like getting them ready for heaven, but it was basically seeing change, having them set up for eternal life, and also seeing them living a life of much influence, a life of purpose here on earth. That was what actually drew me to uh, full-time ministry. Uh, and of course, like I said, it is not a career that you choose uh, because well, there's so many hardships here. You'd actually say, uh, I think I chose wrong and you'd go look at other careers. Uh, but this one is where you like, I know if I would do anything else other than this, I wouldn't be fulfilled. This is what fulfills me personally uh, because I know what God said when he told me. Uh, he said, I just need you to tend over my sheep and to love people the way that I love them, be passionate about people the way I am passionate about them. There are sayings that people out there are saying, you guys, lazy why don't you guys go and look for a job you guys only want to do is eat our money why don't you guys go look for a job and i've heard it i've seen it and they said ah this one is he's just lazy to study what do you have to say about people who say that and what where do you think this comes from uh akim <laughs> well i think they're they are using it's it's sort of like painting everybody with the same brush which is number one wrong because if i go to a church and that church robs me of my tithe let's just talk about money here because that's what's going through people's minds if i go to a church and they rob me of my tithe and Maybe let's say it's spent um, illegally. That doesn't give that person the right to condemn everybody. And I think um, all that comes from mostly the, the majority, I would say Africa has been exposed to a lot of that from what I can tell. And so where that comes from is that pastors are thieves. So like, if you look for an example, people rarely trust like if a pastor was to come from Nigeria and start a church, 
from any foreign country and start a church in South Africa. South Africa is one of those countries that have had different men of God that have come in and abused the people's Except trust. if you are white. Except if you are white. If you are white, there is a level of, I think I can go with this one. And so because that has happened mostly among black people, if I can be so bold to say that, and maybe the other side has just hidden it and because you are not educated enough, you don't see it. <laughs> so everybody is now, is now wrong, but I think that would be a poor way to look at the body of Christ and that, that would be something that's destructive to your life because at the end of the day, God has to use man to spread the gospel. So, so I think where that comes from is that people have heard stories, have heard rumors, have been in crowds or groups where people have been gossiping, their family members, this, this, that. They are seeing it on different television channels and the media is pumping this stuff because the media is not for God majority of the media is not for God. So they'll put out lies out there that when I see it on my phone and it's trending, it's easy for me to believe that. So that's where I think this comes from when I look at um, it in that way. There's a lot of propaganda, a lot of lies that have been pushed out there on different platforms with different strong voices that make you believe that this is this is what it is. Um, so I think that's 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 what I can say. Um, I don't want to cause division because I've got people on both sides of the table who love me, who are different ethnicities and backgrounds. So I'll just keep it there. Okay, Akim, we really understand. Um, so what, what would be your point of view on this matter? Well, uh, personally, I had, I'm not lazy at all. Just like I said, I just got into the house. It's now uh, yeah. probably close to 11 from delivering people uh, without getting any salary uh, for one. And I think uh, it would also come down to, so to us having to define what actually a pastor is, not what people perceive it to be, but going down to the scriptural detail of what a pastor is. And then we would see if those people are lazy. I think today alone, on my own airtime, I'm not getting a salary anywhere. I called roughly about, I don't know how many people getting the work administration and church in order for us to have the service that we had today. Talk about the people who are hospitals visiting with our own few. No one is paying me for that. So if then you would define the hours that we put in for prayer, if you would come and study our lives personally, the time that we used to study, the time we used to go visit people, the, the, the amount of counseling that we give each and every uh, single day, then I, I wouldn't equate it to being lazy. Just takes uh, a few people, just like uh, Akim had said, will come and mess up what the gospel is really. And again, I, I, it doesn't come as a surprise because the word has told us about these things. And the word had said, we are going to know the genuine by their fruit. Mm. And those that we study and look up to and admire have proven 
time and time again that they've got fruit. They love the work of ministry. They love God first and foremostly, and they love God's people. So to consider us as lazy people, I would just say, study us first, not what you are hearing from uh, social media and mm -hmm. what um, our, our news bulletins are throwing at people. Uh, just study a minister who sold out. We have so many great ministers that no one actually says anything about. I mean, Art Bosov, Pastor Art Bosov, who's running uh, CRC in South Africa at the moment during the pandemic, used millions of their funds as the church uh, to actually support people during this pandemic. Uh, we have a lot of ministers. Uh, if you look at um, uh, places like the River Bible Institute, which is a, a river church, East London, they've also funded millions in making sure that people have food parcels. Uh, my church, my church where I'm at currently, uh, doing the same thing, giving out wow. food parcels. So I, I wouldn't necessarily consider us lazy. That is our time and effort. Wow. Yeah, and if if I can, if I can step step in on that, you see, again, people judge only what they're seeing, but they, like Tabby so rightfully said, they see they they see you and judge you on the platform, but not after you've got off, mm. because they don't see. I'll, I'll use the very Christian term. They don't see your labors in the closet. I'm, and I'm not just talking about prayer. The three, four years in Bible school that you spent prior to getting on that platform. In that time, you were working to build yourself up as any person would who was starting to be a lawyer or a banker or whatever we had to begin following up people there going on Saturdays to win souls, even when we didn't feel like it. And at the end of the day, really, we are not doing it for ourselves, but we're doing it for them. So it gets very, it gets very annoying when immature people talk like this because they are judging from only seeing through a keyhole, but having through the door. So until they've stepped in there, these are the same people who will say that pastors shouldn't be millionaires. What is wrong with that? Are you telling me that Kenneth Copeland is a lazy man? Pastor Paul Ineche, who receives about 90,000 people in a day. How many services is that on a Sunday for 90,000 people? That's not laziness. And those people who are probably talking are the ones who have been sitting the whole day in their room just doing Netflix and wishing there was something that they are never going to be. Oh, Kim, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Kabiso. And I guess we today we, we dealt with the misconception that I think people looked at ministers as maybe something that you do on a Sunday, just preach, but you guys stretched it to show us that beyond the pulpit, you guys go visit people, 
beyond the pulpit, you guys call people, check up on people, you pray for families, you know, you, you guys give, you know, you have a charity arm of the church which gives food parcels during a pandemic, I mean, and spending yeah. millions and millions. And I think we, today you have dealt a lot of love because I, I was really worried because that's the that's the norm. That's what people are saying out there. And I, I believe a lot of people now will, will start to appreciate the office mm. of a pastor and start to appreciate yeah. their, their pastors after this 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 interview. Um, I just want to give you briefly, guys, for for someone that wants to do what you guys are doing, maybe he's fearful of, of what am I gonna eat or what are people gonna say? You know, maybe someone that's in high school, maybe they're at a nine to five, then corporate, or maybe they're in varsity, but they know that they have the calling of God upon their lives, but there's a fear that's pulling them back. What would you say? How would you encourage that person to have so briefly? Well, basically, if uh, you look at the word provision, the word, the prefix pro actually stands for the vision. Mm. Oftentimes, a lot of people tend to think that they are getting paid because of, of what they're doing, but you're literally getting paid because you're fulfilling your purpose. So purpose always has a way to pay you back. And I believe if God has called you and has given you a specific vision, then God will provide for that vision because he is for it. Oftentimes, we find a lot of people are wasting time in places that they are not really passionate about. That is why most of our civil workers, you can see that they are just in it for the money because they are not really passionate. Now, if you would follow the call of God when he has called you and just trust him and keep you all, the passion will push forward and people will start recognizing it and God will definitely bless you because of your faithfulness in serving him and fulfilling the call that he has given unto you. So whoever's willing to go out knows that they are called into ministry. Pursue that call. God will provide for you. If you've noticed on my left hand, I've just recently got married. Like I said, I, I don't earn a salary, but everything was done cash because God always provided for the vision that he has given. All we need to do is to just pursue the God-given vision. That is all I could say to inspire everyone. Uh, go for it. God will provide for it. The man even has proof. He showed you the ring. He had to show you that it's all cash. I'm not even working. So it shows that yeah. God can provide. If you're out there, don't fear. God can be yeah. provided. Akib, let's go to you, sir, briefly. Okay. Um, Tabiso is basically um, drawing from the same well. I was a, I would say also from don't go into the calling of God unless you first and foremost know you are called. Yeah. If you do not know you are called, you're going to enter in there with doubt. And when the storms come, you are going to collapse badly and your faith in God will be, will be quite shaken. So that's the first thing I would like to encourage everybody is that you go stepping into that realm, knowing that God has called you. And he who called you is faithful. The Bible yeah. says yeah. That, that the light for the righteous will shine brighter and brighter until that perfect day. Yeah. So know even as God has called you, 
your light will shine brighter and brighter. Though things might happen, things might come and rock your boat, if I might borrow that phrase, things might come and question whether you are called. You might see that maybe you hold an event, only half, half, half than one comes, like 0.5 show up, if there's ever such a thing. Show up and you wonder, Lord, am I called to preach the gospel because I'm not filling stadiums? I want you to know that stay in the area of knowing that God has called you because he is faithful and he shall bring it to completion until the perfect day. Yeah. Wow. Well, you heard it, guys. Like, these guys are very powerful. They are ministers of God. And if God is really drawing you out, if God is really calling you and you feel like you you want to do this thing, don't be ashamed. Like, you, you just, I think you go to a Bible school, you look for a Bible school. There's a lot of Bible schools that you can look for online. Yeah. You can reach yeah. out to us it's under Construction SA. We can help you find a Bible school. Um, guys, I wanted to ask you this. Um, in this time of COVID, briefly, guys, briefly, very briefly, what have you learned, uh, uh, Akib? What have you learned in this time of COVID? What has been a lesson for you? Can I answer that question with what I feel God is saying? Is that okay? Speak. Speak. The Bible says in Romans chapter 13, verse 11. And it says, and that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep for now is our salvation nearer than when we first believed. If you are listening to the sound of my voice right now, in this time, it's crucial that you hold fast to Jesus Christ if you are a believer. And if you are not, find a place and know him. In this pandemic, I've learned it's about who you know. And ultimately, that should be Jesus Christ. Thank you. Tell Well, basically, what I've learned during this pandemic is that um, a church is a living organism. And the church is not limited by the walls. The church should know that we are given a mission and that mission is to go out and win the lost at any cost, which is probably making disciples of all nations. That is the most important key to minister into the lives of the people, to care and to love people and be a voice of hope. That's what I've learned in this time. Oh, guys, yeah, really, really amazing testimonies. You guys are pretty like I'm a church here, but no, guys, we're under construction as a, we profile young people who are really on the come up, and today's episode is all about 
uh, people who are servants of God, who are in the process of becoming uh, pastors. Because I, I came earlier on, made a disclaimer that he's not a pastor yet. So, yeah, I mean, guys, just a one-liner, one-word departing because we've run out of time. Um, what is your last word to people that are here that are watching? Well, my just one-minute thing that I will say is that to everyone who is watching this, life does not begin in the physical realm. Life begins in the spiritual realm. And a lot of things that normally happen are a result of what happens in the spiritual realm. The best thing that you could do for yourself as a human being is to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, because that sets you up for a life of victory and a life of overcoming. Thank you. Briefly. <laughs> Know that you were born for such a time as this and that God has called you and only you can do what no one else can do. Your life has meaning, purpose, awaken to who you are so that this world can be made better. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it from the man of God. I'm not going to add, I'm not going to subtract. You just sit with that, what the man of God had said. Until next time, my name is Tusomutsumani. It's been an epic episode of Under Construction SA. Don't forget to share. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll see you again next week, same time, same place.